And a very good Friday morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again, the Ode of Pain podcast. It's Friday. It's December 1st. It's my daughter Sam's 45th birthday. And it's 2023, and the Joe Beningo and the Paint Podcast is brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, Anita Discount Tire, and of course, our friends at DraftKings. We get ready for week 13, actually already started in the ever fast-moving National Football League season. We are already into the month of December, and uh, last night we opened up week 13, the Cowboys, with a rousing 41-35 victory over Seattle. Dallas moves to 9-3 and on the season. And, you know, I, I look at the NFL right now. We'll do our picks for later on. Terry is taking the week off again. I gave her another bye week <clears throat> as um, she is uh, very t- taking her time, really trying to break down everything right now in the National Football League. Actually, she said she was going to take the Jets, and I said, maybe you better sit this week out, you know. But anyway, anyway. Right, maybe, right, exactly. But but anyway, where are you? So I look at the NFL right now, and really there's four teams that jump out at me as Super Bowl winners. Okay, I have four teams. Three in the NFC, one in the AFC. Obviously, the AFC team to me is the Chiefs. I mean, they're still eight and three. You know, they're still the team to beat. They're the defending world champion. Uh, I'm not really sold on on a lot of these other teams. I mean, I you know, Baltimore is nine and three. But I got to see Lamar Jackson win big playoff games, you know, before, you know, I'm going to say, oh, you know, watch out for the Ravens to win a Super Bowl. Same thing with Miami. Miami's sitting there at eight and three. But the Dolphins have beaten nobody with a winning record. Now, they did beat Denver and did put 70 on them. But Denver, since then, has won five in a row now and they're six and five. And I doubt if the Broncos played the Chiefs again, the uh, Dolphins again, they'd be putting 70 on them. I doubt that. In fact, maybe Denver might even win if they played them again now. So I'm not sold on Miami. I'm not sold on the Jaguars who are sitting there at 8-3, and three, even though they come off that big win <clears throat> over Houston. They got a two-game lead in their division. So I'm, I'm really not sold on anybody in the AFC not named Kansas City. In the NFC, to me, there's three teams. Obviously, the 49ers, to me, are the best team in football. You know, they had their little three-game mini losing streak, whatever you want to call it, and they really have seemed to ride the ship since then. They had, You know, everybody was hurt. They had Debo Samuel out. They had Ayuk out. You know, Purdy wasn't 100%. Since then, since their bye week when they were 5-3, and three, well, they've been mauling people ever since then. I mean, you know, so we saw what they did to the Jaguars in Jacksonville. We saw what they did to Seattle last week in Seattle, uh, you know, and, I, look, they got a big game this week. They play the Eagles in Philadelphia. That's going to be a very, very interesting game. And uh, I'll be picking that game later on when we do my uh, picks for Week 13. But right now, the Niners, to me, are the best team in the league. Uh, and then you got the other two teams in the NFC. You got Philadelphia sitting there at 10-1, and coming off that crazy victory in overtime last week against Buffalo. And you got the Cowboys, who were you know, winning last night, and they're 9-3. and The problem with Dallas is that Dallas is probably not going to win the division. Now, Philly's got tough games coming up. They got San Francisco this week. They got to play Dallas again in Dallas. So they got some difficult games, you know, yet to play. Uh, So there is that possibility Dallas could overtake them. Uh, I can't see Dallas going into San Francisco and beating the 49ers. In fact, I can't see anybody going in there and beating them. So we'll see. But to me, those are the four teams. Kansas City. 
San Francisco, Philadelphia, and the Cowboys. Those, to me, are the four best teams right now uh, in the National Football League. You know, you could throw in some of these other teams. Uh, you know, whoever wins the NFC South, forget it. It stinks. You got the two teams tied at five and six. I don't think the Saints are any good. I don't think the Falcons are any good. But, you know, you could have a situation where the, the winner in that division is actually under 500. As they're both sitting there at five and six tied for the lead now. The Saints have a very tough game this week. They play the Lions at home. Detroit coming off that bad loss on Thanksgiving to the Packers. And then, of course, Atlanta comes into the Meadowlands to play the Jets. So, you know, you would think Atlanta's going to come out with another victory, but who knows? I mean, you never know. Maybe the Jets actually score points this week. Don't hold your breath on that. Um, I actually texted the coach, and I was nice enough. <coughs> I texted Coach Salah. I said, Coach, because I'm such a nice guy, I said, look, if you want, I'll script the first 15 plays for you this week. And let me tell you, I got some, believe me, the kids got, got some good good ideas. And and let's be honest, could it be worse than Nathaniel Hackett calling the plays? I mean, really. The coach, uh, the coach did not go for me scripting the first 15 plays, uh, as you might, uh, might figure. But nevertheless, because I'm a nice guy, I said I would do that. But nevertheless, Atlanta does come in. Uh, to play the Jets this week. And as I said, Terry was going to take the Jets, and that's why she's sitting this week out. <laughs> Even though the Jets are getting two. But anyway, <laughs> I think it's down from two and a half. I guess the big money's coming in on, <laughs> coming in on Tim Boyle this week. Oh, what a disaster. But anyway, <clears throat> those, are the, Terry's, those are the top four teams right now in the NFL. Like I said, I still don't buy Baltimore winning the Super Bowl. I don't buy Miami winning the Super Bowl. I don't buy the Jaguars winning the Super Bowl. Um, you know, Pittsburgh's probably making the playoffs and as great a job as Mike Tom Tomlin has done, I still don't buy them as a Super Bowl winner. Same thing with Cleveland, you know, if you want to throw those teams into the mix. Same thing with Denver, as good as they're playing now in the AFC. And who knows about Buffalo? Buffalo's sitting there at 6-6, six and six, and they would be, if they do find their way somehow into the playoffs, you know, the Bills are a dangerous team. There's no doubt about it. But... Um, you know, I don't know if that's going to happen. They still got some pretty tough games they got left to play. Buffalo uh, on their bye this week. This is the last week of the byes, by the way. The Ravens, the Bills, the Raiders, the Bears, the Vikings, and the Giants all on their byes. And after that, uh, that's the end of the byes for the uh, 2023 season. Everybody will play in the uh, last five weeks of the year. But So that's that's where we are right now in the National Football League. And a very interesting week 12 coming up. Like I said, Dallas already uh, winning, starting, kicking off the week with that 41-35 win over the Seahawks, who are fading right now. Seattle, after losing last week to the Niners, loses to Dallas. So they've dropped now to 6-6 six and six on the season as I take my uh, hit of coffee here. Now, all the stories about Rodgers coming back. And I'm in, you know, and and – I guess, you know, he's practicing now with the team. He's in that 21-day window to practice, and he's doing it, and everybody's juiced up. You know, Rodgers should be calling the plays. I mean, forget about Hackett. If they won't let me call the plays, let Hackett, let, let Rodgers call the plays, will you? I mean, come on. Anyway, a couple things about the Jets this week. Number one, <clears throat> and I'm, I know I'm in the minority with this. Even if the Jets are completely out of it, if Rodgers can play, let him play. You know, I don't want to hear about next. I'm tired of next year. Every, the, the life of a Jet fan is next year, right? <laughs> Remember how it used to be for the Brooklyn Dodgers, wait till next year, 
Well, the Brooklyn Dodgers would lose in the World Series, and it would be weight the next year, as the Yankees would beat them again and again and again. The Jets, you know, then it's not like they're going to the Super Bowl every year and wait the next year to win it. You know what I mean? The Jets right now will be going in. The, the Jets have not made the playoffs, as we all know, since 2010. It is the longest streak in North American sports, in all the four major sports, football, baseball, basketball, hockey, without making the playoffs. Think about that. They have the longest streak of any team in all of professional sports in North America without making the playoffs. 13 going on 14 years. What a freaking disgrace. Oh, my God. It really is. It's painful. You're a Jet fan. There's nothing but pain. So if Rodgers can play, let him play. I want to see him play. You know, I'm tired of watching Tim Boyle, okay, and, and Zach Wilson. I don't want – I'm tired of it. Although, let's be honest about this, too. And I mentioned this to the coach, right? I, I, you know, I mentioned this to the coach. I actually laid out like a six-tier plan, right? <laughs> no, I did. I laid out like a six-tier plan to fix the team. So the coach and one of one of them, number three, because I had him I had him labeled. Number three was you gotta go back to Zach. I mean, as bad as Zach is, he gives you the best chance to win. I mean, Tim Boyle can't play. Let's be honest. Trevor Simeon's terrible. You know, the best chance for the Jets to win is going back to Zach Wilson. So I texted the coach. This was number three. So the coach texts me back and he says, Regarding number three, this is exactly what he said. <laughs> Regarding number three, he goes, Joe B, are you serious? <laughs> Meaning there's no way, no way he's going back to Zach. Salah does not like Wilson. I'll tell you right now. I, You know, to me, I wonder what the relationship is between Joe Douglas and Salah. I, I wonder if they have a really good relationship or not. Or maybe it even goes farther than that. Maybe it goes to Woody. I don't even know. Who knows? I don't know. But I wonder about that, right? I mean, that was quite a telling thing the coach said to me. Joe B., are you are you serious about going back to Zach? What does that tell you what the coach thinks? He did not react to my other five points, by the way. Right? One of them was he – one of my points was he should get involved in the offense. He should take some of the play calling away from Hackett. Now, he didn't say anything with that, but he should. And I know he's a defensive guy, but come on. And like I said, I'm here to help. <laughs> and, and, the, and the first play, let me just say this. Sunday, when they play Atlanta, the first play of the game, if I see freaking Brees Hall run into the line on the first play of the game and lose two yards, I'm going to go delirious. I'm going to be nuts. The first play of the game should be a play-action bomb to Garrett Wilson. Can it hurt? Can it hurt? Play fake bomb. You want to do like a uh, a flea flicker? I don't like. I don't love the flea flicker. I want the play-action bomb. Boyle chucking it as far as he can, and there's Garrett probably all by himself because nobody's going to believe the Jets would actually do that because they never do. They never do. I'm watching Tommy DeVito throw the ball deep to Jalen Hyatt as the Giants beat the crummy Patriots last week. I know they only scored 10 points, but they won. And you and he was throwing the ball deep. Everybody throws the ball deep but our team, right? 
Unbelievable. I, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, crazy. Anyway, let's see what happens this week. If Rogers can play, I want him to play. I know I'm in a minority, but what's the difference? You know, and it would just make you realize that maybe because the Jets look like they're going to get a high draft choice again. What's new? They they lead the world in high draft choices, you know. <laughs> but maybe they got to take a quarterback here. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe Rodgers doesn't want him taking a quarterback. He wants him taking an offensive lineman. Maybe taking Marvin Harrison Jr. from Ohio State if he's sitting there, the best receiver in football, in college football. By the way, very interesting college football week. Very, very interesting college football week. Tonight, you got all these championship games. Tonight, you got undefeated Washington going up against Oregon. Oregon's only loss was to Washington in the final Pac-12 game ever. In college football, both of those teams will be going to the Big Ten next year. What a disgrace that is. <clears throat> but nevertheless, that's tonight, right? Then tomorrow, obviously, you got Alabama and Georgia in the SEC tomorrow. Biggest game of the year as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you got the uh, Big 12, Oklahoma State and Texas. You know, Texas only has one loss. That was to Oklahoma. And Texas has the only win over Alabama, uh, you know, in Alabama. Maybe the best win of the year. I know it was back in September. So. You got a lot of teams that could, you know, stake their case to be in this playoff, right? Then you got the ACC game where you got undefeated Florida State. Of course, their quarterback's done for the year, Travis, going up against a two-loss Louisville team. Louisville lost to Kentucky last week, right, in the ACC championship game. And then in the Big Ten, well, Michigan's going to blow Iowa out. <clears throat> you know, I give Kirk Ferentz a lot of credit. Iowa's good every year. They went 10-2 and two this year. They can't score, but they won 10 games. It's unbelievable. And you know Michigan's going to blow them out. Michigan's Michigan's a lock, a lock to be in the big to be in the final four of the college um, playoff as long as they beat Iowa. The winner of the Alabama-Georgia game, if Georgia wins, obviously they're in, and Alabama's out. If Alabama wins, doesn't both Georgia and Alabama have to be in? And isn't there a good chance that an undefeated team, maybe Washington, maybe uh, Florida State, right? Maybe one of those undefeated teams doesn't get into the playoff. Isn't that a possibility if Alabama beats Georgia? Because how do you keep Georgia out? Georgia's won 29 straight games. They lose the championship game. They're a one-loss team, and their loss is to Bama. How do you keep them out? I know I'm rambling all over the place. But very interesting day tomorrow in college football. I'm, I'm pumped up. And in the game tonight, 8 o'clock, you get to see two of the top, and especially if you're a Jet fan or whoever, you know, even the Giants, whoever, you get to see two of the top quarterbacks in college football tonight, Michael Penix from Washington, Bo Nix from Oregon. And those two guys probably project to be first-round draft choices, so you want to watch them. You know, there's no doubt about it. Uh, very, very interesting week in uh, weekend with the uh, – a conference championship games in college football. And then, of course, Sunday we'll have the final four. They will do the selections on who will make the college football playoff. So very, very interesting week. No doubt about it. Uh, you know, between the NFL, between the college football, football raging right now. How great is it? Is there anything? There's very few things in the world better than football, right? I could think of one for sure, but we won't get into that. And, you know, <laughs> one for sure. But anyway, all right, let's get our, uh, before we get into trouble here, let's get into the, uh, my wife's cracking up. Oh, the pain. Oh, 
Here we go. Let's get our sponsors in here. Atkinsack Brewing. What? What's pain. I said it's palatable. Palatable pain, right. Exactly. <laughs> you should have heard me singing today. I did I did the old ship in the limelights. People were shipping. Who the hell is that? Um, Daddy's Home, which was also, by the way, also covered by Jermaine Jackson a number of years later. So I actually did a solid job on it. My wife was happy to hear it. Anyway, my wife said, anything better than the lion sleeps tonight. So here we go. We we on my way. All right, the Hackensack Brewing Company. <laughs> you got to add a little humor into this podcast. That's <laughs> very humorous. Let me have some more coffee. <clears throat> Maxwell House. I think I'm going to coin. Oh, it's not Maxwell House? Chock full of nuts? Oh, that's right. I think I'm going to coin a phrase. I'm going to say chock full of nuts. Maybe they could use this as, as, as their marketing theme. I'm going to call it the heavenly coffee. What do you think? <laughs> All right. Here we go. So the Hackensack Brewing Company, people are asking me, when is your li- next live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company? Probably sometime before New Year's or after. I shouldn't say before. After New Year's. Sometime during the, co- the uh, NFL playoffs probably is when we'll do it. And you know the deal. The Hackensack Brewing Company look located 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4. And who needs a house out in Hackensack? Uh-huh. Uh, the tap room's open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind the Tombstones. Go see Mike Jones. Go see TJ, Andre, everybody over there, Herb. They'll take care of you. Try my Oda Pain beer as well. And uh, uh, you'll like it. You'll like it. But we'll let you know when the next live podcast is coming sometime after the new year. Um, I need a discount tire. Uh, go see my son Johnny. Not happy with his Saints. Big game for them, like I said, against the Lions this week. Tough game for them in New Orleans. Uh, go see Johnny. Go see Ari, his great boss. And they'll take care of you there. You need work done on your car. You need tires. You need your car inspected. Whatever you need. Any of your automotive needs. Uh, the I need a discount tire is the way to go. Uh, Rivervale, New Jersey on Westwood Avenue. Tell them I sent you. And then, of course, DraftKings. Obviously, you want to bet on anything. You want to bet on the NBA's new in-season tournament. What a joke that is. I mean, really? I guess the Knicks are in the knockout round, right? They play Milwaukee next week. Are we supposed to care about this? Why should I care? Okay, they're making a big deal about the the NBA in-season tournament. Am I supposed to get excited that you know, the winner of the tournament is going to get another $500,000. Why should they? <laughs> Seriously? Like, they need they need the money there in the NBA, these guys. Right? You got the last guy in a bench making $15 million a year. You're going to tell me <clears throat> that I got to get excited about a tournament, which is only going to put more money in the NBA players' pockets? And whoever wins that, are they going to put a banner up? Like the in-season tournament banner? Come on. Give me a break. But you can bet on that. <clears throat> you could bet on the football. You can bet on the college football, the NFL football, because the bowls will be coming up. The endless bowl season will be starting, you know. Um, God knows how many of those there are. And you can bet on that, college basketball, whatever the hell you want to bet on. Hockey, it doesn't matter. DraftKings is the way to go. Uh, Use the uh, promo code OTAPAIN to sign up. New customers bet five five bucks, take home. 200 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code O to pain, O-H-T-H-E-P-A-I-N. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.SOT1800GAMBLER.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Text HOPE-NY-467-369. All right. Here we go. Week 13 in the ever quick-moving National Football League season. I continue to roll. I really, really have had a very good year. It's, it's hard to believe how good I've done. Uh, last week, went 2-1. and one. I'm 23 up and 13 down for the year. 10 games over 500. As I mentioned, went 2-1 and one last week. Won with the Giants as they were getting 3.5, beat the Patriots outright 10-7. Won with the Jaguars who were laying a point and a half against Houston. They won by three and lost with the Raiders, who were getting nine against the Chiefs in Vegas. The Raiders were up 14-0 in that game, and then the Chiefs went by them like they were standing still and beat them 31-17. So 2-1 and one last week, 23-13 and 13 for the year. I'm out of the knockout pool. The Vikings knocked me out on Monday night, losing that game to the Bears 12-10. to 10. So I'm finally out of the knockout pool, but 23-13 and 13 for the year. Two and one last week, and here we go for week 13. Like I said, Terry's taking the week off again. She <laughs> wanted to take the Jets, and I told her, you better take the week off. So there you go. Let me just get a tissue out of here. I know I had one. Didn't I bring one down here? I did, right? I wonder what I did with it. Anyway. Uh, what do you Oh, here it is. It's down here. It? Yeah. All right. We're good. All right. Here we go for week 13. Game one, I'm taking the Steelers, laying five and a half at home against Arizona. I I, I just I'm a, I'm a little worried about the number. I think five and a half is a little high here for this game because the Steelers have had all kinds of trouble scoring points. You know, last week was the first time all year, and it's, and it's just is just, you know, a, a, a testament to how great a coach Mike Tomlin is, that this team is sitting there at seven and four right now. And and in prime, you know, in, in prime playoff position because Tomlin just does a masterful job. Last week was the first game all year where they outgained the opponent as they beat the Joe Burrowless Bengals 16 to 10. So five and a half's a little large. The Cardinals can score some points with Kyler Murray, but I just can't see Arizona going into Pittsburgh and losing to the Steelers. So I'm gonna lay the five and a half. Give me Pittsburgh. Lane five and a half at home against Arizona. That's game one. Game two, I'm taking the Bengals uh, at Jacksonville against the Jaguars, getting eight and a half. And I look, I understand Jake Browning is the quarterback. I understand that. And the Bengals right now sitting at five and six. Look like they're, you know, uh, their playoff chances are pretty much done with the injury to Burrow. But that's a big number, eight and a half. And the Jaguars are coming over, coming off a big win last week. Remember, a big divisional win as they beat Houston. They got a two-game lead now in the AFC South over Houston. They're sitting there at 8-3. and three. So I can see a, a letdown here for Jacksonville. They're probably still going to win the game. But I got a feeling the Bengals are going to keep it close. I mean, the Bengals, you know, are still somewhat alive at 5-6, and six, even though I don't think it's going to happen. And you're getting a big number. 8.5 is a big number. So I see a little bit of a jet a letdown here for the Jaguars. I'm taking the Bengals <clears throat> plus eight and a half in Jacksonville. Really don't expect them to win the game, but I think they're going to play this game close against the Jags. And like I said, maybe a little bit of a letdown after the big win uh, last week over Houston for Jacksonville. So give me the Bengals plus eight and a half on the road 
in Jacksonville against the Jaguars. And finally, the big game of the week in Philadelphia, the Niners in Philly, the rematch of last year's NFC title game when the Niners lost all their quarterbacks. I'm taking the Niners. They're laying three. I love them in this game. They're the best team in the league. They're healthy, and I think they want major revenge for what happened last year against Philadelphia in the NFC title game. The Eagles have played great. They got the best record in football. They're 10-1. Amazingly, their only losses to the Jets, which is you know mind-boggling when you think about it, but that's the league. That's the NFL. I love the Niners here. To me, the Niners are the best team in the league. When they're healthy, they are loaded. And everybody's healthy now. Purdy's healthy. Samuel's healthy. Ayuk, Kittle, everybody. McCaffrey, here we go. I love the Niners laying three here. And don't be surprised if they win this game by double digits. I, I, I just wouldn't be surprised. The Eagles are ripe for a loss. They were fortunate to pull out that game last week against the Bills. Remember, they needed a 60-yard field goal to tie the game by Elliott and then eventually won it in overtime. Jalen Hurts with that uh, quarterback draw to win the game, the game-winning touchdown after Buffalo had scored the uh, field goal in OT. Give me the Niners laying three on the road in Philadelphia against the Eagles. That's game three. So the Beningo picks for week 13. Give me the Steelers laying five and a half at home against Arizona. Give me the Bengals plus eight and a half in Jacksonville against the Jaguars. Give me the Niners laying three in Philadelphia against the Eagles. The Joe Beningo pro football picks for week 13 in the National Football League. And as I said, I'm out of the knockout pool. I lost with the Vikings last week. So that point is moot. People that are still in it, <clears throat> good luck to you. You know, before I uh, before I sign off here, I got a couple minutes. You know, I, I'm a little – I, I want to just switch gears here to baseball for a second because I'm a little upset. What's going on with the Mets? Why do I hear? I, I why why do I not hear? Now the Mets just signed Luis Severino to form a Yankee, which I like. That's a low risk, high reward signing. Thirteen million for one year. Severino a few years ago was one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's had his injury problems and all that. I think it's worth a shot. You know, a change of scenery going from the Bronx to Queens. A lot less pressure on Severino here with the Mets. So I like that signing by the Mets. No doubt about it. But why am I – all I hear about with the Mets is this picture from Japan, Yamamoto, right? And how the Yankees are going after him, the Mets are going after him, Yamamoto, Yamamoto, Yamamoto. Now, he may be great. We saw how good Senga was last year, right? We've seen how Tanaka pitched well for the Yankees coming out of Japan. So I'm not adverse to signing this guy. But why don't I hear anything – well, Pete right now – look, Pete's here. So, I mean, as far as Pete goes – I unfortunately, Tara, I think Pete is going to, we're going to have to sweat out him in free agency next year, but whatever. But he's on the team this year. I'm not worried about that right now. But why do I not hear anything about Otani? <clears throat> why? Why do I not hear the Mets aggressively trying to pursue Otani? Can you, can somebody answer that question to me? Tell me why. Yamamoto, Yamamoto, Yamamoto. And I understand Otani, oh, he's going to stay on the West Coast. Oh, he's going to sign with the Dodgers. All of this crap. They would talk about he's going to sign with the Cubs. Oh, okay, whatever. Stevie Cohen's sitting there with all this big money. It's all we hear about, his hedge funds, his port, you know, his artwork, all this crap, right? He wants to build a new facility with by the chop shops there next to City Field. All well and good, right? Wants to put, like, I don't know, a Ferris wheel up there. Who the hell knows? That's really what a Jets stadium should be, but whatever, all right? 
Why are we not going after Otani? Why do I not hear that? What is David Stearns not like? But I don't like this guy Stearns. I mean, maybe maybe I will grow to like him as time goes on. But he bothers me. He does. He just he's so typical of what baseball is all about now. You know, one of these geeky guys went to Harvard, so he's smarter than everybody. He'd probably be the first guy to tell you that. I don't know. I, I'm a little concerned about what goes on at Harvard these days, but that's for another time, right? So uh, Harvard. So I don't love Stearns, right? You know, it's all about analytics. It's all about, you know, sabermetrics and all this garbage, okay? You know, please, what a joke. Anyway, guy won nothing in Milwaukee. I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah, he's from New York. Big deal. <clears throat> Am I supposed to, is that supposed to excite me because he's from New York? Grew up a Met fan? Wonderful. <laughs> why are we not going after Otani? Tell me why. It looks like the Yankees are going to go after Juan Soto, right? The Mets should be going after him too. If you're not going to go after Otani, can you go after Soto? Can we go after him? Nah, why would we do that? Why? <laughs> Unbelievable. So I'm, I'm a little upset. I really am. I want to see an aggressive offer by Steve Cohn with all his money. Shouldn't he be given the biggest offer out there right now for Shohei Otani? I think he should. You know, I, whatever. I'm very down on the Mets. I'm down. And like my wife's talking about Alonzo, you know what they're going to do. Alonzo is going to play this year with the Mets, and he's not going to sign. They're not going to sign him. He's got Boris as his agent, and we're going to have to, just like the Yankee fans had to do a couple years ago with Aaron Judge, they're going to allow him to go to free agency, and we're going to have to sweat out that he's going to re-sign with the Mets. And well, it makes no sense, but this is why the Mets are, this is why the Mets never win anything. You know, that's why the Mets have won two championships since 1962 and haven't won one since '86. Everybody have a right. Guys like him, they don't grow on trees. Exactly, and I gotta go. All the love, everybody. <laughs>